0: Hi, my name is Mark Rees, Senior Marketing Manager with GTEC. Welcome back to GTEC's podcast, All Things Rugged. This is part two of a two-part series on how first response teams prepare, execute, and communicate in emergency situations with state-of-the-art rugged communications and computing equipment. This episode features Tracy Liu from AirGain and Mike Barney with AT&T's Mission Critical Solutions team. Tracy will discuss how to maximize wireless connectivity to avoid outages during an emergency response using 5G antennas and AirGain Connect HPUE high-power antenna modem. Mike is going to discuss how FirstNet helps your agency excel in the most difficult situations and why FirstNet is the right choice for public safety communications. If you're a first responder, thank you for everything you do, and now part two of how first response teams prepare, execute, and communicate in emergency situations with state-of-the-art, rugged communication and computing equipment. Take it away, Tracy.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Tracy with AirGain, and today I'm gonna to be talking about how to maximize wireless connectivity and avoid outages during emergency response using AirGain solutions. For those of you that aren't familiar with AirGain and how we fit into your wireless mobility solution, Airgain's a leading provider of antenna technologies. So today I'm going to be talking about how AirGain antennas, especially 5G antennas and AirGain Connect, our high power antenna modem, is absolutely critical to maximizing connectivity for emergency response. Before I jump into that, I just want to briefly touch on AirGain's public safety credentials. We have over 25 years of experience designing mission critical applications for public safety. We factor mission critical connectivity into every single stage of development to provide high performance and consistent coverage. We are also known as Antenna Plus to some of you. We're the original inventor of the low profile cellular antenna, and we manufacture the majority of our antennas in our Scottsdale, Arizona manufacturing facility. So because we make these antennas in the U.S., we're leading the market in quality product life and performance, and we're able to customize and uh, deliver our antennas in a faster time frame than our competitors. So this is where you'll see a lot of our antennas in public safety with police, fire, and EMS, in M2M and industrial IoT. We're on kiosks, ATM machines, NEMA enclosures, and in smart cities and smart utilities like with metering for oil, gas, and water. Uh, You'll also see our antennas in fleet and asset tracking for commercial fleets and for mass transportation, so, for instance, we're on every single New York MTA bus, providing connectivity for their ticketing system, Wi-Fi for the passengers and GPS so they can track their buses. So, when it comes to maximizing connectivity for wireless mobility solutions, it's crucial to integrate with an externally mounted omnidirectional antenna. Now I know this seems obvious, but I can't tell you how many agencies that I've spoken with that don't have an antenna on every single vehicle and what this does is. The antenna, it's often quite an afterthought, but it's actually, you know, it's, they think of it as an accessory, but it's actually a very important piece of the solution, right? It increases your signal gain coming into the laptop, docking station, or router, which means a significant increase in coverage and connectivity. Um, being externally mounted on the outside of the vehicle eliminates RF interference from within the vehicle and provides a better line of sight to the towers and GPS satellites. Also, you want to prevent the need for a second install. So you want to provide the complete solution up front. Because if you uh, find out that there's coverage issues along the way, then you have to pull that vehicle and send it back into the shop. And all of that takes cost and time, right? So you can provide a solution upfront and eliminate that need for that second install because air gain antennas provide up to 25% more wireless coverage. And that translates into faster data speeds. Better reception means faster speeds. So the data gets through the first time correctly. So when it comes to emergency response, air gain antennas provide a much more reliable coverage footprint and larger coverage footprint, which is essential for public safety. So these are some of the fleet antennas that we've designed specifically for GTAC. Um, these antennas have low loss cables and compact and UV resistant housing. There's the MultiMax antenna, which is a six in one shark fin antenna or up to six in one. We have the Ultramax B, which is a ground plane independent antenna that has a built-in ground plane and can be installed on something that's not metal. For instance, ambulances and, and uh, buses that have fiberglass roofs. The M2 Max GTAC uses as a forklift application. Um, and then Ultramax Glass is for covert vehicles where if you can't mount on the outside of the vehicle, you can mount on the inside of the windshield or the dash because that's what it's tuned for. And then we have our Centurion Next, which is our 5G antenna with the largest, most robust housing we have. And it also also covers Wi-Fi 6. So I'll talk a little bit more about that 5G antenna in a bit. So now that we've talked about why an antenna is important for wireless, I also wanted to talk about why it's important to future-proof and take advantage of 5G wherever you can. So 5G is designed for high data rates, reduced mobile internet latency, saving energy, reducing costs, higher system capacity and massive device connectivity. 5G will benefit critical emergency operations with connections that are 10 times faster, reduction in latency down to one millisecond. And when you're looking at a uh, square mile, 5G can support a million connected devices when compared to 2000 with 4G, that's huge. So this means better, faster connectivity for real-time video, drones and wearables 5g will further enrich the data provided to first responders through high definition video and imaging. We can help paramedics administer aid and user equipment, we can let drivers find the most efficient route based on real time traffic, we can show fire crews the way through a smoke filled building. And drones can be first on the scene, locating a missing person, providing geolocation of the fire or firefighters in the field and monitoring the situation as support vehicles and people with body cams navigate traffic on the ground and provide a situational awareness to those in charge. So 5G is really going to support and enhance your response as well as open up new opportunities for emergency services. So AirGain has a 5G antenna ready to go it's, with, it's skewed up with GTAC and it's called our Centurion Next. This is our 5G antenna that covers up to four cell LTE and 5G, up to four Wi-Fi 6 and one GNSS, which is all four satellite systems. So this covers 5G, including sub six gigahertz, CBRS, private LTE, um, Band 14 with FirstNet, Band 71, and LAA. And it's compatible with the GTAC B360 and the Cradle Point R1900, which are 5G devices. We also have the MultiMax next coming in Q1 of next year, so this is a smaller form factor and it fits in between the ribs of the new 2020 Fords, and it comes with an optional whip for UHF VHF. So this is kind of an all in one that can help with radio land, land mobile radio as well. And this also supports sub six gigahertz, CBRS, LAA, and band 71, but it also supports 4G, 3G, and 2G. So it's backwards compatible. So this is what you wanna think about when you're future-proofing. Rather than buying a 4G antenna, you can buy a 5G antenna that does 4G. And then when the network, or when you upgrade to other 5G equipment, you'll have that antenna ready to go and you won't have to go back, remove the 4G antenna and spend money on new antennas. So this is future-proofing. So the last thing I wanted to talk about is how to avoid outages with our AirGain Connect HPUE antenna modem. So this is a brand new type of device. It's it's an antenna modem. It has a modem built in with high gain antennas, and that's never been done before. And I'll tell you why that's important in a minute. But this is a six-in-one antenna device. It has three LTE antennas with one dedicated to band 14, two Wi-Fi and one GNSS slash GPS antenna. And this is certified to run on all the AT&T bands, including FirstNet band 14. And it's actually specific to FirstNet because it utilizes a technology called HPUE, also known as Mega Range, that is only available through FirstNet. So let's talk about HPUE. It stands for high power user equipment, and it increases your coverage, building penetration, and throughput. This is your typical downlink and your uplink. Your downlinks double your uplink. But if you don't have an uplink, your downlink cannot function at all. So what HPUE does is it increases your uplink power by 630%. That's huge. When you compare it to conventional equipment, conventional equipment tra- uh, transmits at power class three, which is 23 dBm, which is what all other carriers and conventional AT&T bands use. Then there's HPUE equipment, which transmits at power class one, which is 31 dBm, mandated by the federal government only available on band 14 through first net basically it's dedicated for first responders so the government has said only first responders can transmit at this power level and that's a difference of 0.2 watts versus 1.26 watts a six times jump in power now we take it a step further and we built a modem in with the antenna and what that does is it eliminates the coax cable and all the rf power loss associated with it so usually when um, when there's an antenna on the roof and a modem inside the vehicle, there's about 16 feet of coax, which equates to around 2 dB of power loss. The longer the coax, the more loss you have. So if it's an ambulance, a truck, or an engine, you, you might even have double this amount of loss. And what we do is we completely eliminate this power loss by replacing it with a no-loss data cable. So you have HPUE giving you six times the power, but then you have AirGain Connect HPUE giving you 10 times the power and an additional increase in your connectivity and range basically leading to double the range and quadruple the coverage area or more. So there's a couple use cases. The most critical use case is in the event of an emergency, right? It could be a wildland fire, a storm that takes out the nearest cell tower and you need to connect to the next cell tower that's further away. Or it could be like Christmas day in Nashville last year where there was a huge explosion that took out hundreds of surrounding cell sites and at and rolled in Temporary cell sites, but there's not as many. So your nearest cell site is going to be further. So that's what the mega range solution and HP we can do is give you the connectivity to connect and the range to connect to a further away cell site for a much longer distance. This is also true in rural areas. This is where the product really shines. There's a lot of dead zones and poor connectivity in rural, especially you know that's usually where the wildland fires happen, right? So as First responders approach the edge of signal coverage, you're going to have a much stronger and more reliable connection with Airgain Connect. Airgain Connect also increases building penetration. So that means you'll be able to stay connected deeper into parking structures, uh, in tunnels and under bridges, and also in dense metropolitan areas where there's a lot of in building shadows. So it's great for urban as well. So I just wanted to mention that when we are on band 14, we're running on HPUE high power, we're on mega range. But when we're on the conventional bands, we're actually running conventional power. And what AirGain does is we still support and, and eliminate the power loss over the coax cables on the conventional AT&T bands. So you do get a bump in connectivity on the conventional bands, even when you're not on band 14 because of the in, the innovation of having that modem built in. So let me show you how that looks when you're, when you're doing a drive test. This was a independent drive test Um, by a third party, Andy Siebold, who is a public safety advisor and consultant. And Andy drove between the Phoenix metro area up into Payson. It's about 150 miles round trip there and back. And he compared two different mobile operators and AirGain Connect. One operator was down 12 miles, another was down 34 miles, and AirGain Connect was only down one and a half miles. That's because of a combination of utilizing HPUE technology, which was really strong in the metro area here, And then in the mountainous range where we lose connectivity and we have really poor connectivity, we were able to stay connected to the conventional bands for a much longer distance. And we were able to fill in all those coverage gaps. So this is a combination of HPUE technology and the innovation of the modem being built in with the antenna giving you this awesome test drive with all the coverage gaps filled in. So I wanted to talk about some real life customers that are using AirGain Connect today. And the first one is Loud Thunder Forest Preserve. So Loud Thunder Forest Preserve is a really large recreational area. It's about 1,400 acres. And it generally doesn't have a lot of population. It's very rural, but in the summertime, it totally becomes populated with tons of hikers, campers, kayakers, fishers. And with that large influx of people comes injuries. So Rock Island County PD is who patrols that area and their sheriff deputies always complain about lack of coverage there. So their solutions consultant, Ryan, approached them and asked them if they'd be interested in an HPUE trial, so they demoed AirGain Connect with a cradle point device. And they were able to stream 4k video in areas where they had zero communication ability before, so zero signal, they were now able to stream 4k video. And they were so happy with that, that they're installing AirGain Connect on their mobile command vehicles to support emergency incidents. So they were able to extend critical communications in challenging areas. The next is Bangs Ambulance. So Bangs Ambulance is in the Finger Lakes region of New York State, and it's very rural. It it has a lot of hills and valleys, state forest land, gorges, waterfall areas. So it's very challenging terrain. And they need to communicate constantly with the local hospitals, 911 centers, and their CAD. And they need to extend 12K EKGs. They need to send vital signs and all of that has to go over a single link, so the link has to be reliable at all times and they can't drop transmission. Sometimes it's a matter of minutes between a positive and negative outcome right well used to be when you leave ithaca there's a certain point on the route that you just were out of luck, and you could not get reception until you got to the hospital so. That's when they decided to test AirGain Connect. Prior to transitioning to FirstNet, Thanks Ambulance had about 60% of their mileage covered and they bumped that up to 75% coverage with the move to FirstNet two years ago. Then they spoke with AirGain and we got them onto an AirGain Connect device and they then saw a bump in connectivity where they now have 98.8, sorry, 99.8 to 99.9% of their miles coverage. So that's amazing. And now they're going to be installing AirGain Connect on every single ambulance in their whole fleet. And the coolest thing is, they're now able to push um, to implement push to talk across all their districts. So they're essentially increasing the footprint of their radio system from within the county to anywhere they go within the FirstNet network. So, last testimonial I want to give you is. Um, is for fire and it's on the Grandview fire. So the Grandview fire was in Oregon this year in July. And it started in a really remote area of Jefferson County where there was notoriously difficult cellular communications. Um, This fire burned down 6,000 acres and it was very volatile. A slight breeze made it behave like a wind-driven incident. And there were known areas on the fire that were lovingly called phone booths where they could actually make a phone call or exchange data, right? There was one person on the incident, the deputy chief of operations, Tim Craig, who had an AirGain Connect device. And he was the only one on the incident that had consistent LTE coverage, thanks to HPUE and AirGain Connect. It was his responsibility as the structure protection branch director to keep his fire chief and fire defense board chief appraised of the conditions on the ground and the anticipated impacts to their district. The HPUE, AirGain Connect, allowed him to send and receive calls, texts, and emails and utilize all the apps on his phone and tablet with confidence when others were struggling to get signal. So Chief Craig sent us a picture of this arrogant connect with the pink fire retardant splattered across it as proof that he used it on the incident. And by the way, his tablet was connected to a cradle point fi bubble. Okay, so I will end it there. Thank you very much for your time today.
0: So with that, I'd like to introduce our last speaker of the day, which is Mike Barney. Mike Barney is the Principal Architect with AT&T's Mission Critical Solutions team. Take it away, Mike. Thanks,
2: Mark. Uh, I am Mike Barney with the FirstNet Mission Critical Solutions team. The FirstNet Mission Critical Solutions team is uh, uh, guys and girls with gray hair that have been around and solved a lot of comms problems in the past, and now we try to apply that to public safety and to Specific challenges that agencies have. Um, I was at the state of Texas during the formative years of FirstNet in February 2012, uh, when that happened. Um, we kicked off the first and the largest program in the country for that. But AT&T actually has been working in public safety substantially longer than that. If you remember the old call boxes, you literally it was a cop on every corner or a call box in every corner. Uh, we've been doing that since, uh, I believe, actually before uh, the 1900s. Uh, but FirstNet Authority was established on February 22nd of 2012. Five years later, the RFP uh, had been issued, reviewed, and awarded to AT&T. There were three competitors in that. Uh, just under a year be- uh, after that, the first complete private core build-out for FirstNet uh was brought online so that was a big accomplishment uh bringing out a new telecom core is not a trivial effort since then uh in that period of time since uh 2018 uh there are now uh more than two and a half million i think that number is actually bigger than that now Uh, but since the end of last year we've had more than two and a half million connections serving over 1400 public safety agencies Well, what is FirstNet then? And how is AT&T involved? What does this really mean? And why should I care? FirstNet is a congressionally mandated public-private partnership. What does that mean? That means that it's a 25-year commitment. We are uh, we are stuck with public safety, if you want to look at it that way. We are committed to public safety for 25 years. We're going to to provide a physically separate core that grows, not just 4G, but 5G and whatever comes after 5G. Uh, we're going to provide additional coverage into areas where it may not be as cost effective to provide coverage with, uh, for instance, air gain. We can provide better coverage out in the hinterlands in places where coverage is difficult with an air gain device than with just a standard cell phone device. So that's, that's a big deal. I guess that's not showing up on the screen very well like that. Um, So what else does this mean? It means that AT&T becomes the steward, not the owner, but the steward of Band 14. Focus is for public safety on that. There will be ongoing deployment. There's more than 700 sites now. I think it's substantially more than 700 sites in the country with Band 14 on it. We're expanding that literally every day. We're also integrating that with the AT&T LTE network. Why would we do that? It's real simple. When events happen, and we've had a few, Tracy mentioned Knoxville. Uh, She mentioned the Grandview Fire. There have been several other large incidents where if Band 14 wasn't available, or if that Band 14 tower had been knocked out, uh, we can immediately, literally without interruption, uh, we can move public safety users to a different band that also provides service. So there's a lot of great things about band 14, but it's not the only band. There's more than a hundred megahertz of spectrum that public safety has direct access to when they're on FirstNet in addition to band 14. AT&T also made the commitment to provide more than 40 billion, billion with a B, billion over the next 25 years, and this does not cost taxpayers anything. It is self-funded from, uh, individual revenue that, that AT&T collects and manages from users. And what you'll find is that in general, you're not going to find a better deal on a high quality network with the priority and preemption that you're going to get with FirstNet, uh, from any other carrier. It is built for public safety and it's inspired by public safety. FirstNet actually is made up of a board of public safety practitioners, along with uh, some other people. But there's a a plurality, I believe, of people with public safety and government experience that drive it. Uh, We are by law. We cannot throttle a FirstNet subscriber and we're not going to. Uh, That's not a that requirement uh, is not on other carriers. There is a physically, not a virtually, but a physically separate network core for public safety. It's 24-7, 365 priority and preemption. Public safety always has priority and preemption, not only on band 14, uh, but also on the other AT&T bands. Something could happen in an instant, they immediately are elevated above the rest of the users on uh, any of the bands. Uh, So that's why you do have that access to all of the bands and the priority. It's not just on the 700 megahertz band 14 area. What does that mean? It means if we have to, and in some very localized incidents so far, we have cleared other spectrum for public safety. Is a 911 call going to go through? Absolutely. But somebody that's trying to game with their iPhone, somebody that may get blocked with a regular phone call to a non-emergency number, we will provide that spectrum uh, for FirstNet without apologies to the public safety responders that need it at that moment in time. What that really means is because you've got a core and a network that it generally is lightly loaded compared to a commercial network, Um, you're gonna see that FirstNet is in fact uh, faster, and that's not just us, that's also based on UKLA testing that's been done Uh, faster than any other commercial network out there. Now, early in 2012, when we started thinking about FirstNet, the states were providing a lot of information to the federal government, to the congressional committees on who needs FirstNet. It was law enforcement, EMS, and fire, fire, EMS, law enforcement. Then came emergency managers. Uh, Then the PSAP started saying, PSAP public safety answering point 911 center started saying hey by the way some of our lines actually are over wireless so they were added turns out there's a lot of volunteer first responders whether it's fire reserve officers uh, there's even some ambulance companies that have volunteers they are also included then as incidents started happening we noticed that again working with the first net Authority we noticed that there's a lot of other entities and agencies and companies that are important to keep uh, in communication when things are bad. A hurricane, uh, we learned a lot from several hurricanes. You've got to make sure healthcare has communications, transportation, utilities. Who clears the roads so the ambulance can get in? Generally, it's the utilities. So one of the things that we've done is we've gone back working with the first net Authority to identify um, who typically should be an extended primary user what is that what's extended primary well it means you're going to be on first net you're going to have priority over the 98 percent of other people on the network but you're not going to have quite the same priority as fire ems uh, law enforcement uh, and the others you see on that top line so there's a pretty good hierarchy here that actually makes sense uh, as to what this has evolved to of who can get on first net Uh, and uh, at what level they'll have a priority at now with any incident you need to be able to respond quickly one of the things that i was most impressed with is i got to see firsthand uh, our raw group working pre-positioning equipment for a hurricane that happened uh recently uh, a couple of months ago Uh, they were able literally to pre-position equipment close so as soon as the hurricane came through the gulf area Uh, They were in there. They had the equipment up and running. They were able to provide uh, additional communications for towers that were down. In some cases in Louisiana, uh, the towers were up and running, but the connectivity to them was literally underwater. So that had to be resolved first. But the whole point is there currently are 76 dedicated deployables. That includes, if you look up at the top here, we actually have an aerostat. Some people call it a blimp. But that's actually a substantial cell cell tower can be put up up to a thousand feet, pretty wide coverage area Uh, that was used a year and a half ago down in the southeast Louisiana area and provided communications capability where there literally was none. So lots of options uh, pre-planned, hey, there's going to be a really large event somewhere. We can provide a dedicated deployable that will support public safety uh, when and where needed. There's going to be a rally. There's going to be 50,000 people there. Uh, That's happened in DC. It's happened in other areas. Again, uh, AT&T FirstNet has the ability to deploy these literally with a single phone call from an agency. You don't have to go through five or six different entities. There's a number of agencies have to call. And with a single phone call, uh, it will be put uh, in a in a quick analysis to determine what's available, and then we can uh, disposition equipment very, very rapidly from that. There are SLAs on this, so we will try to get that equipment out very, very rapidly. Sometimes in places, Gulf in particular with hurricanes, uh, we'll have the, we will consistently beat the SLA. Uh, we'll be there in a third or fourth of the time uh, just because we're prepared and we're ready with that let me uh add a little bit to what tracy said here you're going to hear a lot of different names uh when you talk to people at FirstNet about mega range uh, if you hear mega range hpue high powered user equipment is what that acronym actually stands for power class one 1.25 watts or 1.26 if you if you want to get into the engineering numbers uh 31 dbm that's all the same thing standard phones we'll try this one more time standard phones like this I don't know if that's going to show up on the screen or not but standard phones only put out 200 milliwatts that's before it goes absorbed by your hand or your head so your actually effective radiated power is going to be substantially less than that when you take that air gain antenna up on top of your roof a metal roof with a really good ground plane it's going to give you really, really good signal launch. Uh, you're going to have the eff- substantially higher effective radiated power. What that really means, you know, if you're close in, I can see the cell tower. I can read the name on the side of the cell tower. You're not going to see a big difference there. But when you get out to the cell edge, and, and Tracy uh, can validate that we've done testing, particularly with the Coast Guard and with uh, some other state agencies that have to work offshore we have consistently seen coverage uh in getting for instance full motion hd out past 20 miles consistently being able to do that now water is a good conductor Uh, it's a good ground plane there's no hills there's no trees there's no buildings on it so you've got a better line of sight but the whole point is that extra 1.25 watts that you're you're putting out 1.25 versus 200 Your cell phone is not gonna reach out from 20 miles, even if you can see the cell tower. It's just, it's not gonna have the punch to get back to do that. Whereas the mega range antennas are. Uh, The other thing to reinforce what Tracy said, um, mega range is only available on band 14 in the US. It's also not allowed on any other carrier. There's some technical reasons for that. If you guys wanna get into that, we can talk later. but it's, you're only gonna find it on FirstNet on band 14. Uh, if you are if you don't have a band 14 site available, as Tracy made a great comment, you've got this really efficient antenna up there that's gonna help you reach out on band 12 or five or another band. Uh, so you're actually gonna see improved performance even at standard power levels than you would with your standard uh, cell phone. Um, another point I wanna make is this, mega range is not a booster. A booster is a device that has an indoor antenna and an outdoor antenna. It collects the signal inside, it amplifies them. You'll hear them with some really big numbers in there, but they're am- they're amplifying a nanowatt. And so by the time it gets out there, it's still substantially lower power than uh, what a standard cell phone is. By law, they can't put out more than a standard cell phone. Typically, it's less than that. So Mega Range is literally going to give you five to ten times more power than a booster would give you, most of the time it's actually going to be substantially more than that. And finally on this slide, let me let me leave you with this thought. Mega range is about coverage. Okay. Speed and coverage are two very, very different things. Public safety needs the ability to have coverage. And let's just let's just say five megabits and I'm going to decompose that for you. Five megabits is what a full motion HD video feed takes on average. Audio is in the kilobits, low low rate telemetry, GPS location, uh, time signals, things like that, low kilobits. So if I've got five megabits with mega range, I'm gonna be able to follow that pursuit out at the cell edge. I'm gonna still be able to hear the voice from the officer in pursuit, or I'm still gonna be able to have that telemetry from that ambulance carrying someone uh who who is in a bad medical situation that needs to get there quickly i'm going to have the highest lte communications availability to responders of any lte system available period now tracy also talked about the density of the coverage um, very quickly mega range the real issue is going from the user device back to the tower. That tower is putting out 40 watts typically in a 120-degree arc in a 70-degree vertical angle, so the power density is pretty high. Mega range has been calculated, and it's a compromise, but it's a really good compromise to not interfere with other nearby cell devices because that's going to be important, uh, but also to be able to reach further out. So what you're going to see where you've got a line of sight to a tower where you don't have a lot of trees and buildings or big hills, you are going to be able to have that full motion video or or other high data rates. Again, five megabits is really the most that a person can absorb an officer today. When we get to situational awareness engines, that number is going to go up. But you'll notice here mega range is going to be able to get through and provide that darker shade of coverage on the right than what you're gonna have with a standard cell phone on the left. I hope that makes sense. We can, if you've got questions, be happy to go on. Now we're gonna talk about ice cream. I can't see anybody other than the panelists, but if you guys like ice cream, raise your hand. Okay. Everybody but Mark likes ice cream. So 5G comes in flavors, just like ice cream. There's LTE Advanced that's actually uh, you actually have some of that capability today that is literally taking band 14 as we have it helping reduce some of the latency using some of the protocols to tie the next 5g level back into the network so it's literally whether you want to call it an anchor or a stepping stone or a step if you're familiar with um DISA and their steps it's literally how do i get from 5g back to where the network That I want to be at. Uh, 5G plus is the millimeter wave. That's the commercial where the guy's standing there and saying, oh, I've got one gigabit on the Euclid speed test. And then there's 5G sub six. That's the good one for public safety. So let's just talk about this for a minute. First, we've got vanilla. Vanilla is what you're used to. It's consistent. It's got that really good vanilla bean flavor and aroma. I can go out i can do tracy's 20 miles i can reach through buildings you know my speed low speed at the edge with mega range i'm still going to get five megabits i'm going to get a lot more closer to the tower but i'm not going to get those blinding speeds that we talked about but my coverage is great so that's the vanilla flavor of 5g i hope that makes sense then we've got chocolate everybody loves chocolate the high band I'm going to be able to transmit really high speeds. That's the, the one plus gigabit speed that you see on the commercials. But again, the laws of physics say I can transmit really far or I can transmit really fast, but I can't do the same. With 5G, <clears throat> excuse me, with 5G high band, the millimeter wave, I'm going to be able to give you those uh, gigabit speeds but I'm not going to be able to do that over long range. I may not even go through the metalized windows of a building. So that means we're going to have to have a lot more towers for the 5G. In some cases, I may need towers every 100 yards as opposed to every 10 or 20 miles with 3G out in the plains area. So chocolate's great, really high speeds, but my coverage is not as good, particularly as the sweet spot. And this is the cookies and cream. This is the best of all of them. At least that's my opinion of ice cream. I've got really high speeds, much higher than I'm going to be able to use with uh, mid band. Okay. And with 5G mid band, I'm going to have, you know, it might be 100 megabits. It's going to be substantially more for public safety they're going to be able to run that situational awareness engine having lots of feeds coming in and appropriate feeds going out and they're going to have reasonably good coverage particularly in suburban and urban areas and even a little bit out into some of the rural areas Uh, but again that has to do with the physics of it it has to do with its frequency is in between the others Uh, it's a little bit higher than the 700 megahertz band 14 uh, but it's also less substantially less been the millimeter wave signals so in a nutshell that's what 5G is going to get you uh, there's three different flavors there whether you like chocolate vanilla or cookies and cream I think that the experience that you're going to have with 5G is going to be very positive uh, with that uh, here's contact information the G-TAC, uh, GTAC channel manager Brent Bergstrom and with that I will hand it back to you Mark and I appreciate everyone's time uh, that you've given us today. Thank you very much.
0: Um, With that, I'd like to uh, give it back to Randy for uh, any closing
3: statements he may have. Hey, fantastic, thank you, Mark. I am so impressed with this team every day. Um, So thank you all for being here and and sharing your experience and being part of the, the Total Solution. Um, the message out to our audience really today is all about the solution, and as you can see here, we've assembled the best of the best. I mean, there are other vendors out here that do similar kinds of uh, services and solutions, but um, at the end of the day, these have been tried and trued and tested with uh, the GTAC uh, solution set. So. Our devices are certified as well as the critical points and the earnings of the world with the first net ready. So we are very proud of all of us being part of this one solution for you. So if you're looking to do a refresh cycle or doing your upgrading um, of devices or your your vehicles or your uh, apparatuses, th- these are the parts and pieces that need to take place. Uh, this is how you get to that level of, as, as it was said by previous presenters, um don't worry if you don't have 5g today or you're not ready for 5g today it's okay because they all support a 4g and backward momentum but when you do get to 5g or you want to take advantage of that that's where everyone is uh leaning towards so this is our total solution for uh, public safety and it's important that we can provide you the the parts and pieces in order to make this um important for you and give you the communication stability that you need to make every day count. So all of these um, presenters are experts in their area. I'm very happy that they could all take time and present this information to you and work with GTAC to make sure that we bring this entire solution to you. So continue to plan now, deploy early, be ready, and make sure that you future-proof your solutions as you move forward. Um, The partnerships are key to everyone. We want to be, all of us want to be part of your partnership and making sure that you're successful and responsive and have the the solid communications that you need. So with that said, um, we are going to throw out a little teaser here. I think it's been mentioned a couple times. This isn't the last of the the webinar series. We're going to present something in the near future with a little bit more in-depth information um that's our goal, so stay tuned to, to that. Otherwise, Mark, thank you very much and we'll let you close it up.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to the podcast. And if you would like more information about any of our speakers or GTEch solutions, you can find relevant links below in the description. I'm Mark Reese, Senior Marketing Manager with GTEC, and remember, together we sell.